There are five and a half million jobs open in America, and it's time to get to work. At ExpressPros.com, you can apply for a new job today. Apply now at ExpressPros.com for skilled labor jobs like drivers, forklift operators, welders, and programmers, as well as administrative jobs, customer service, and accounting positions. Express also hires for positions in the medical industry, such as billing, coding, data entry, and record keeping. Each Express office is locally owned and operated and is invested in the success of their community. And 75% of the people who have a job are open to a new job or actively looking for a new job. With more than 770 Express locations, you'll find the nearest one at ExpressPros.com. There are no fees for job seekers, and with one application, you apply for a variety of top jobs in your community. Express takes pride in connecting the right people with the right company. Go to ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Again, let's go ahead and talk to Mark McClish first. This is going to be a really, really interesting show. Now, Mark is a retired supervisory deputy, United States Marshal. Wow. 26 years of federal law enforcement experience. Currently the owner of Advanced Interviewing Concepts. Mark is an expert at detecting deception. And he uses the statement analysis that he came up with. He currently, he gives presentations on it throughout the United States. You've probably seen him on TV as well. Uh, I have. I've seen him. when uh, I had no idea when I was first introduced to him. And then I saw him. I went, oh, I've seen that guy. He's really, really somebody that if you're lying, you don't want to be around him because he's going to know. He's going to know. He's author of the books, I Know You Are Lying, and also Don't Be Deceived. And it's kind of funny, we've been emailing back and forth this week, and on the subject line it says, I know you are lying because of his book. <laughs> but every time I see it, I'm thinking it's, it's going to be some sort of hate mail that's coming to me. I'm going, oh, oh, that's Mark. <laughs> Just the way it is, you know, those haters, haters going to hate. Well, Mark McClish, welcome to the show. Welcome to Coast to Coast, first-time guest. How are you doing tonight? You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, you're welcome. I'm really looking forward to this. The books that you had sent me, oh my goodness, and your website. I mean, so interesting, so out of the box, and so needed here. Um, how did you get involved in this in the first place? Were you always the kid that told the truth and got in trouble either way? Or is there something from your childhood that got you to be like, gosh, you might be like the expert on the planet? Well, I was always raised by my parents to, to tell the truth, but, uh, of course, every kid doesn't always abide by those rules. But <laughs> I, I really kind of fell into it. I mean, when I was with the Marshal Service, uh, we primarily looked for fugitives, so I did a lot of interviews, a lot of investigations. But when I, uh, I spent nine years teaching at our train academy, which is located at the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center in Glencoe, Georgia, and when I got there, they asked me, well, what do you want to teach? And... Uh, the one thing I said was, well, interviewing techniques, because I always thought I was a pretty good interviewer, but I wanted to learn more about it. And then as I got into it, as they sent me to some classes to, to uh, prepare how to train our students to, to detect deception, I just found it to be very interesting. And so while I was down there, I conducted a few studies um, while I was at teaching at the training academy. And one of the first groups I looked at was our students. And a typical Marshall Service class has 48 students in it. So from time to time, I would conduct a study with them and have half the class write me a statement that was completely truthful. 
the other half had to write a statement that was completely false. And the pages those statements were recorded on were coded, so I knew who's being truthful and who's being deceptive. When I looked at those statements, I found that people tell the truth in the same ways, and people will be deceptive in a similar fashion. And as the years went by, I no longer had to rely on those codes, but I could just read that statement and tell you if that person was making up the story or if it was a, a truthful story. So it doesn't second, matter if they were even trying to fake you out to say, oh, he told me to do the truth, but I'm not going to do the truth. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell him a lie and see if he catches it. Even then, uh, if they did that, you would know? It still showed through, although I don't hmm. recall any of them doing that. I think they abided by my instructions. Because the other class I taught, in addition to interviewing techniques, was uh, defensive tactics and physical conditioning classes. So they knew if they didn't abide by my instructions, <laughs> they'd do a few more push-ups that, later that afternoon. Excellent. So. <laughs> but the other, the other group that I watched was a group called uh, Role Players Incorporated, the uh, Marshal Service, as well as other agencies at the Federal Law Enforcement Training, training Center, utilize semi-professional actors to play various roles and the scenarios that the students must complete. It makes for realistic training. Instead of me, the instructor, going into the house when the student's knocking a door, I pretend I'm the homeowner. Now they knock on a door to answer by somebody they've never seen before. And the role players had a variety of roles to play, mother, father, girlfriend, boyfriend, sometimes the fugitive himself, because as I mentioned, that's pretty much what our investigations are limited to in the Marshall Service, fugitive investigations. And we tell these role players, in this scenario, answer the students' questions truthfully. If they ask for the information, give it to them. But a lot of times you would tell them, lie to the students. Don't let the students know that your boyfriend, the fugitive, is hiding in your closet. But the key is we didn't tell them how to lie. That wasn't scripted out. And for nine years, I watched over 100 role players in a variety of scenarios. I found that they, too, would be deceptive in the same ways. And then after I left the academy and went back out into the field, I still conducted my own studies maybe get a group of 100 people to write me a fictitious story just so, again, I could look at the language and see, you know, what type of phrases they were using or wording they were using uh, to further develop the uh, techniques. Do you find, Marcus, because I'm wanting to kind of cut in on you and ask you some questions, and then I stop and think, wait a minute, if I ask you this question and somebody hears it that is a liar, they may use the answer to try to help them not to lie. And some of the questions I want to ask is, well, well, what, what is it to look for when people are lying? Because if there's a liar in the room and they, they do all the things that you're telling me that proves to them, you know, that they're lying, if they know ways not to do that, will you still be able to detect that they're lying? It'll be a little bit harder, but you'll still be able to detect it. And that's, that's one of the things I say in my seminars. I jokingly tell the participants that's not one of my objectives, but by attending this class or reading my books, it does teach you how to be a better liar. But what you're going to find is that people will always phrase their statement based on all their knowledge, which means their statement may contain information they did not intend to share. I mean, everything they know influences how they're going to phrase that statement. And so people will give us more information than what they realize. Unfortunately, they sometimes give us more information than what we realize. And it all gets down to listening. That's what I do is I teach people what to listen for in that statement. So, yes, if you know, hey, not to use a certain phrase or these certain words, it'll make you a better liar. But still, when it gets down to it, if, if you give a, a lengthy statement, 
um, your words are still going to betray you. So it makes it just a little bit harder to spot. You know, we sometimes say, oh, he's a good liar. People, some certain people are good liars. And I say, no, we're just poor listeners, because that's usually what it gets oh. down to. If you, if you listen to what that person said, then you realize, okay, I see where the deception was. One of one wow, that's interesting. One of the um, uh, years back, at one point, I was studying NLP, and they taught some really neat techniques of how to spot someone lying using the eyes. And uh, I tried to avoid telling people what those were because they would immediately know how to. Um, prevent you from knowing they're lying just through that eye technique that was taught and i'm going to say i'm going to talk about it now because we got coast people out there and it's okay we're, we're cool we're all good to each other but one of the things with the nlp was with the eyes if they we have a, a they kind of gave a visual as your brain is a computer has a lot of files in it and if you look a certain way backwards to the right or to the left it would determine if you're looking up a file that in your brain that was already there and existed as truth or if you were looking another way that was creating and fabricating your words and pulling from the air and it also helped you determine if they were right or left-handed too so you had to be careful of the accept the exceptions but if you told anybody that they could easily kill that technique by looking you straight in the eye. And some of the people that I have met, some of the best salespeople, some of the best liars uh, that you know are just, you know, there's always somebody in the group you know is lying and they cheat on their girlfriend or their wife or whatever. And, you know, those people look you dead in the eye and they'll lie <laughs> as amazingly as if it was, you know, no big deal. So that's... Um, that's what I'm scared about with giving your techniques out. I don't want those liars uh, to get better. Yeah, it's it's fine because people they'll forget. Um, even yeah. with you mentioned with the NLP, they'll what they'll do is they'll oh, they'll overplay it. And like you said, they'll maybe stare you down, which is abnormal. Yeah. I mean, most people make eye contact and they look away, then they come back. But if a person is just staring you down, trying to convince you I'm being truthful, then that would be a sign. But well, what happens is people will forget, well, I'm supposed to look up or to the left or up and to the right. And it's the same way with the language. They'll forget, oh, I shouldn't say this. Or Again, the, what it gets down to is there, is there are several ways you can phrase a statement. And so they'll forget, how should I phrase this so I don't reveal too much information. And again, right. you know, some people are better at it than others in telling a lie, but you know, people's words will betray them. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.